I wanted to start the show off today by saying thank you to you. Several years ago, when I started Game Changers, I had absolutely no clue what it would become. Today, we have thousands of listeners all over the world. I'm constantly humbled by your feedback, messages, and I just, I really appreciate you tuning in each and every week. I have a quick favor to ask. Would you be willing to help others find out about Game Changers? I've been really bad in the past about asking for podcast reviews, so today here's my ask. This is a huge favor to us. If you could just go and write a quick review with Apple Podcasts, that would be huge. It's something you need to do on your phone. I know that's kind of annoying, but you do it on your phone. It's really, really quick. It takes like 10 seconds to do. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, search for Game Changers for Government Contractors, scroll down to the ratings and reviews, and click write a review. This helps the podcast get found in search results, and it helps Apple just put it out there for us. So I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. Thank you for being a Game Changers listener, and let's get into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, Michael June here with Game Changers for Government Contractors. And today I want to talk to you about this new infrastructure bill that was recently passed. I'm recording this in November of 2021. The infrastructure bill was just recently passed. It's about $1.2 trillion. There's a lot in this thing. And so I want to give you some of the highlights of what I found as I was going through it and talk to you about some of the expectations because I think that is one of the most important things. So when I was looking through this, there are tons of programs. I believe there's like 200 programs or whatever it is in here, 200 line items that have money allocated to them. And what I have noticed is everything in there is per fiscal year. So when you look at it and you say $1.2 trillion, divide that by five. Okay. That's the first thing you know. It's not $1.2 trillion right up front. It's actually about $240 billion per fiscal year, starting with 2022, which we're already into 2022 fiscal year. And so that is what is really done here. It's not $1.2 trillion just to spend and write a check. It's $240 billion per fiscal year because every program is broken down that way where it says for each fiscal year of the five years, there's $100 million, then $110 million, then this million, and whatever million. So I just wanted to set that expectations out of the gate that don't expect to see the government spend $1.2 trillion out of the gate. This is over five years of fiscal years. Okay. So 2020 FY 2022 through FY 2026. That's the first thing to understand. And that breaks down to about $240 billion per fiscal year. That's number one. Number two that I really want you to wrap your head around is there's a lot of things in here that establish new offices under agencies and things like that. And what it says in the text a lot of times, like you'll see this repeated over and over and over again in the bill, is the agency has 180 days to establish the office. So we're already a couple of months into this fiscal year. They have 180 days to establish the office. So when I do the math, I'm thinking some of this money's not going to get spent until summer of 2022. And that, that's where we're going to see some of the money start to trickle out. So again, it's pushing that money even further down the road into 2022. What does that mean for Q4 of 2022? 
it's probably going to be gangbusters. It's going to be like historic proportions of Q4 spending in 2022 because, again, they're taking six months to set up agencies and offices and all that kind of stuff. We're already a month and a half, almost two months into the fiscal year. And so I'm thinking Q4 is going to be insane this particular year year. And so that's another thing that's coming. And again, there are some things that even though they have 180 days to establish an office, they have another 60 days beyond that to set up the program and things like that, or to hire an undersecretary or whatever it may be. So we just may see some of this spending push not only into Q4, but into FY23. And so I want people to have reasonable expectations about where this money is going to be spent and not not just think, hey, we're going to start getting money just coming like a waterfall, if you will, over the next couple of weeks. That's one thing. Another big thing here is depending on what you do, one of the things that I would highly recommend is to go through and just look at like the first 20 pages of this thing. The first 20 pages are the table of contents, basically. And you can look at the table of contents and pull out keywords and you can look at all of the programs. They're all listed there in the those first 20 pages. You can look at there and see, is there anything that speaks specifically to my industry, that sort of thing. And you'll get a really good idea if you should expect more money out of this. And then once you've actually done that, I highly recommend doing a search in the document. So if you pull this up as a PDF it, on a PC, it's control F. I don't know what it is on a Mac, uh, but it's just, it's a couple of clicks of your keyboard. You can bring up the search box and then you can put in keywords. So like cyber or cybersecurity or or whatever it may be. You can put in there transportation. You can also put in there planning. That's another one that I see a whole lot of in here. Or whatever it is, or wind, or solar, or whatever. And then you can go right to those pieces in there without having to read all 1,000 plus pages of this thing. So understand what your keywords are when you go to look at it. Go through the table of contents, take a look at the programs, and then you can start to digest it from there. And look, if you can't make heads or tails of this thing, I get it. Just reach out and say, hey, does this thing have this kind of money in it or that kind of money in it? And whether it's somebody on my team or somebody else, well, you know, there's people that'll help you actually look through this thing. The Here's one of the key takeaways that I want people to walk away from is don't focus on the word infrastructure bill as you're starting to look for things on SAM.gov because a lot of the stuff is not going to have that in it. So like the Federal Aid Highway Program, which is one of the first programs it talks about, that's what you need to be looking for. The Federal Aid Highway Program, like if you work on highways, that's some keywords you need to know. So as you're looking at this, there are keywords, phrases, program names that I want you to make note of so you can look look through SAM more accurately. And so one of those programs is the Protect program. One is called the FAST Act. There are different things like that inside this bill. And if those are relevant to your business, make a note of those and you're going to want to start searching SAM for those. Okay. The other thing is, guess what? This thing just got passed. We're talking about the holiday season already. And so I don't expect a lot of contracting officers, a lot of agencies to have a lot of information, maybe any information on this stuff. 
So at the moment, about all you can do is start to make note of which agencies are getting the money, what kind of money, what's it for, those sort of things. You can start to make those notes and probably in December, maybe January, start contacting these agencies to start having some initial conversations. Hey, I saw that you guys got some money for fill in the blank and that's a client of yours. So, hey, have you, have you guys got notice of this? And if they say, no, we still don't know. We know we're in it, but we don't know details about that, guess what? You're still in that six-month window where, again, they may not even have any information about this. So just be patient, but probably in December, January, you can start talking to agencies about, hey, I noticed there's a, a budget line item for you in here, and have you gotten any information? Hey, I want to start prepping with you about this kind of stuff. You can start to position yourself come December, January, and it, look, if they don't know anything, don't really push on this stuff. Just say, hey, I'll check back in with you in February or March or whatever it is, but don't push their buttons because again, a lot of people are not going to have a ton of information about this. So a lot, there's a lot of programs in here. So we've stu- we've got stuff I mentioned earlier, the Federal Aid Highway Program, Transportation Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Program, a Tribal Transportation Program, Federal Land Transportation Program, National Park Service, Fish and Wildlife Service, Forest Service, Federal Lands Access Program, the Puerto Rico Highway Program, Nationally Significant Freight and Highways Projects, Bridge investments program, congestion relief, charging and refueling infrastructure. There's rural surface transportation and grant program. I mentioned the PROTECT program earlier. That one is called Promoting Resilient Operations for Transformative, Efficient, and Cost-Saving Transportation. I have no idea what that means, but uh, it sounds good. One of the things I saw throughout this thing all over the place was planning grants, money for planning. So strategic planning. If you're a consultant, if you do any sort of planning strategy, any of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of money in this thing because a lot of these organizations are, guess what, or or agencies, they're standing up brand new offices and they need a strategic plan. They need quarterly planning and different types of stuff like that. And so there's just a ton of money, billions of dollars in planning. Like every one of these programs has money allocated for planning in it. There's resilience improvement grants. There's community resilience and evacuation routes. Uh, I, I thought that was an interesting one. I'm from Louisiana and our evacuation routes are horrible down there. There's at-risk coastal infrastructure grants that also ties into folks like Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, all those places on the coast. Reduction of truck emissions at port facilities. There's the FAST Act. I don't think I wrote down exactly what it was for, but it's uh, related to nationally significant federal lands and tribal projects. Uh, There's additional money for that one. Additional bridge investment money. Healthy streets program. Open challenge in research pro, uh, proposal uh, pilot program, highway research and development. There's all kinds of things in it. University transportation programs. There's a wildlife crossing pilot program. Apparently wildlife caused $8.3 billion a year in damage. So there's a wildlife crossing pilot program. In fact, there's a lot of programs in here labeled pilot programs. I thought that was really interesting. There's a reconnecting communities pilot program. And so I think a lot of his roads, bridges, transportation, those kind of things. 
congestion mitigation and air quality improvement programs, metropolitan planning, CBC planning again, railway highway grade crossings, state incentive pilot programs, multi-state corridor programs, uh, a lot of stuff in the tribal highway program and transportation programs, constructions of ferry boats and ferry terminal facilities, stopping threats on pedestrians, Appalachian Regional Energy Hub, the Denali Access System Program. Here's an interesting one that I would not have saw coming. This is why I think everybody needs to look at this. There's an invasive plant elimination program, $250 million going to that over five years. Pollinator-friendly practices on roadsides and highways. What else is interesting? Bureau of Indian Affairs Road Maintenance, grants for Amtrak, Federal Railroad Administration, Consolidated Rail Infrastructure and Safety Grants. There's just all kinds of stuff in here. Uh, More Amtrak stuff, motor carrier safety, crash data research, safe streets and roads for all grant programs, vehicle safety, something called the SMART Grant. It is strengthening mobility and revolutionizing transportation. Again, doesn't really say a whole lot about what that is, but you can get in there and learn a little bit. There's a few more details in there. A lot of this stuff, again, you got to remember, they're just spinning up a lot of this stuff. And so we don't have a ton of information about it. There's a fixed guideway capital investment, uh, small utilities, Washington uh, Metropolitan Area Transit Authority, enhanced grid security, let's see, battery material processing grants, carbon utilization programs, clean hydrogen hubs. And that's just like, I'm barely to the to the first half of this thing. So I'm not going to name all these. Uh, one more I will say is it looks like $42 billion for broadband. There's Cyber, uh, Cyber Response and Recovery Act, uh, making PPE in America. There's all these different things in there. One of the ones that I thought was really interesting is the Minority Business Development Act. And, you know, there's these MBD centers that we have now. They've put money into that to keep those things going. So that's really cool. There is, there's money for all kinds of different things, but really for counseling, access to capital, contracts, grants, help to facilitate growth. I really think this is going to help like the 8A program. I think it's going to help it a lot in some of the other programs that are out there for disadvantaged businesses. So I'm really interested to see how this money is going to be spent and how people utilize that program. You're going to see some stuff in there about Buy America. So when it comes to the transportation side of things, and let's say people are, are buying iron and steel and whatever, for this particular bill. So if, if it is a project that was assigned to this bill, which is now law, anything that's assigned to this, they're saying, hey, it's 100% by America unless you apply for a waiver or unless it just, it makes more sense to just get it off the shelf, right? Otherwise, it needs to be 100% by America. They also set up the buyamerican.gov website with this. It says it'll be set up within one year. So if you go to buyamerican.gov right Right now, today, it's going to forward to sam.gov. This, the website's not up, so we expect to have it up within a year. At least that's what they say. We'll see if that actually happens. And then finally, one of the things that's in here is amounts for small business concerns. So except to the extent that the secretary determines, otherwise, not less than 10% of the amounts made available for any program under this will go to small business. So that that's pretty cool. So we're going to see at least 10% of the 
that going to small business. And then my final note on here was about a program that I was not a fan of was the $10 million for the pilot program for the per mile user fee pilot program. This is the one that you've probably heard a lot about on TV where they're actually going to, and imagine this being selected for this. They want volunteers and I assume they'll be voluntold if they don't volunteer, right? There are some volunteers for the per user per mile program where basically they're going to start charging a fee for every mile you drive in your car. And this is a pilot program to kind of collect data on that. I This is one of those I hope fails miserably because nobody wants to pay a per mile fee in their car. So there's just, there's a ton of programs in here. One of the ones that I did note was there is a research study on the Keystone pipeline for how it has impacted jobs and things like that. Uh, I think that should have been done before we shut down the pipeline, but I'm glad they're doing it now. And so they're going to do a research study on the Keystone pipeline, its impact on jobs, the environment, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of stuff in here. And and as I ran through a laundry list, I didn't read everything that was in the first half. I skipped a lot of those. So you can imagine there's more than twice that of other programs that I didn't even touch on today as I was just kind of reading off the bullet list of programs. So there's a lot in here. Remember what I said at the very beginning of the podcast. Don't expect this money to get spent right away. Expect some of this money to wait all the way into Q4. Maybe some of it gets kicked into FY23. I don't know. I do expect Q4 of 2022 to be one of the biggest on record because they're going to want to try and allocate as much of this as they possibly can. They probably won't be able to spend $240 billion on all of it, but they're probably going to be able to allocate a huge chunk of that stuff. And then just be prepared over the next couple of months to start touching base with these offices that are running these programs. Here's one final note that I remember is as I was going through, I noticed a lot of programs being established under the Department of Commerce. And so where I would have thought Department of Transportation was handling something, Department of Commerce was handling it. So there's just some little things like that that will help point you in the right direction where otherwise you may have been trying to go to Department of Transportation or maybe you've got contacts there or whatever. And those just may be the wrong people to talk to because it's under Department of Commerce in a new office they're setting up under that to run that specific program. So there aren't even contacts yet available for it. And so that's why I just wanted to try and educate you a little bit about on number one, what's in here. Number two, the expectations for how the money is going to get spent over the next few months. And then the last one, number three, is really just go in here and keyword search for the stuff that you do and try to educate yourself on this. It doesn't take hours and hours and hours to do this. I took hours kind of going through it, looking at a lot of the stuff to see what was in it, but uh, you don't have to go in depth like I did with that. One final word here here is the NDAA is getting really, really close. As soon as that is signed, I will get on and do another podcast breaking down the NDAA. And then it also looks like there's another bill, the Build Back Better plan bill, whatever you want to call it. That looks like it might be getting close. I will get in there and break that down as well. So keep a lookout for those podcasts. Make sure you subscribe on here so that you see those. If you're not following me on LinkedIn, go make sure you're following me on LinkedIn. That way you get to see these podcast when they come out and you'll be one of the first people to hear about all this stuff. If you have questions or you want me to look for something in one of these future bills or any of this type of stuff, let me know. Maybe there's a specific breakdown that that you would like. I'd love to hear your feedback and I hope you got a lot out of this podcast. Give me a thumbs up uh, if you did and uh, we'll talk to you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.